episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games and, well, sometimes food. Sometimes. Once or twice. Once or twice. I'm John D, and with me, as always, is... Hey, it's me, Jared. I'm here. And we are talking about uh, Gen Con excitement today. What? What? That's not what this says. Oh, it's called Execute Order 66. Hey, there we go. Prequel memes. Yeah. So we're talking about things that we're excited about at Gen Con, because by the time you're listening to this, Gen Con starts tomorrow. Today for some people. If they're doing trade day, yes. Yeah. It'll be today for me. Cool. 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 So we'll cool. just jump right in there. Weird flex, but okay. All right, John. Yeah, what, what is this? I already know what this is, but why don't you tell me you about do. it? You do. Um, it is the Quacksalber, or actually the Quacks of Quedlinburg's That's expansion, right. Herb Witches. They changed the name of that game when it was brought to English. Right, and which it makes sense. It's just since I played it a bunch when it was German, yeah, I still, I still call, call it, it Quacksalber. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Same. But I'm really excited about the, the Herb Witches expansion, which is... It's debatable as to whether or not it'll actually be at Gen Con. It may be a pre-order, but either way, I want to get it. I think it will be at Gen Con because I, I was told at Origins that it will be there. So barring any like, you know, stuck in customs kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. it should be there. I would say it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, yeah. Or 60-40 that it won't be. Yeah, There's sure. a, Here's what I'll, I will say. There is a chance that you will be able to buy a copy at the show and have it shipped to you. There's also a chance that you'll be able to buy a copy at the show. Full stop. End of sentence. Right. You never know. I mean, you got to understand when companies promise games at Gen Con, there's always uh, when they're new games, there's always the chance that they're like late, stuck on a boat, stuck in customs. But, you know, whatever. Right. It may or may not be there, but I'm super excited about it. Um, It'll allow up to five players instead of four. And it adds more ingredient books which are like the little like things you get that let you do special stuff when you're drawing. Yeah. Um, a new uh, fool's herb, which I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm assuming, oh, another, that'll be another like blank where if you draw it out, it's bad. Uh, maybe. I'm betting that's what that is. Um, and it will introduce herbal witches to add more variety. Uh, I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm super excited to find out what it means because I really like the game a lot. Yes. So I I also like Quacksalber. Um, a uh, BGG is making like oh yes extra bits for it. I don't know if they are bits that like your chits fit into, like the ones you can get on Etsy. But or if they're just like plastic chunks, yeah, that are stickers. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I believe that BGG will have those both for the base game and the expansion at Gen Con. So if you're a fan of the game, it's worth swinging by the BGG booth and taking a look at those. Yeah, yeah, you can get. They're some, like fifty bucks. Some bits upgrades. Obviously, this is a totally unnecessary thing, and it would be only something that you would do if it's one of your favorite games and you want to pimp it out. But yeah. Because uh, the, the big problem, if you play it a lot, the ingredient chits start to peel on the edges, from what I've been told. So if you're going to play the game even like 10 times. Sure. I think you'd have to play it a lot more than that. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the people you're playing with. I mean, I think the people we play with are pretty good about treating your games with respect. Yeah. But say if we were going to be taking it to board game events, I would probably pay the $50 oh, sure. to upgrade the game. Um, that's that's fair, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I really do think that it would take a lot of play. But uh, a, a conversation that you had on Twitter seems to indicate that people are willing to pay 50 to $70 for a board game that they only play once. So who do I who, who do I talk to about this? I don't remember. Oh, yes, I do remember that conversation. Yeah. And yes, that is true. How do, how do we bring down the cost of games? I don't know. That was an interesting... they're so disposable now. I mean, it was an interesting conversation, but... Uh, and basically, the conversation was, if games, if you're only going to play a game one time, why do you care so much about the components being really fancy or really nice or really good? Like, why don't people want to just get games that are lower quality, but be able to afford more games is yeah. kind of the, the debate that was going on. And when I weighed in, I said that I'm I'm a sucker for like the really nice components. When I get a game out that the cards are really nice or the components are really cool. Um, I really like that, but they have a point in the fact that some of these games I'm only going to get out like one time and I paid, you know, 70, $80 for it. Um, 
I've paid what probably close to two hundred dollars for Dragoon, and I've played it a good amount of times, so yeah. but probably not two hundred dollars worth of times. So it's it's a really interesting debate, and if you have an opinion about that, you can tweet at us at Eat Shit and Dice on Twitter. Um. Well, I mean, don't at me. That's what the kids say these days. Don't at me. Well, don't they can at, at us. Sure. Fine. At me. Well, that was what, what John. What were you talking about? Quacks. The Quacks expansion. <laughs> okay, yes. Great. We got just, off on a little tangent. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. John, do you've played Las Vegas dice game, right? No. Um, I feel like you have. It's a Ravensburger game where you you have like the six casinos and there's money cards attached and you roll your dice and you yes. have to you have to place one of the numbers. So like if you rolled three ones and like five sixes, you place yes. you have to place all I the do, threes. I do have a recollection of that now. Okay. So there's a new version of that coming out mm-hmm. that adds stuff from the Las Vegas Boulevard expansion that never received an official English release here in the States. Cool. It's called Las Vegas Royale and it is significantly different from the original game. Okay. So in the original game, you would place the money cards so that there was like a minimum amount of money. Right. And then you'd be fighting over... uh, trying to not get ties and stuff. You'd be fighting over the casinos to try to have the majority. Mm-hmm. And then you would receive money based on if you had the majority. So Las Vegas Royale has all of that, but also there's other stuff you can do. Um, and there's tiles that will be different every game that can sort of adjust the desirability of some of the casinos. Right. So like the ones and sixes casinos are outliers on a, on a dice bell curve. Okay. So maybe to make those more desirable, the one casino has some kind of tile that lets you roll twice or get an extra amount of money that you wouldn't have been able to get normally. I don't know. Cause there's a bunch of different tiles. Cool. But I mean, at, at its core, it's still Las Vegas. It's still going to be a super easy, super teachable game that you can teach in three minutes and play forever. Well, I love forever. dice games, so... Yes. Uh, it, it is very similar to Roll For It, if you haven't played the Las Vegas dice game and you've played Roll For It. I have not played Roll For It. Okay, well, it's it's similar. It's not exactly the same. Right, but right. It's the same kind of idea. I think probably more people have played Roll For It than have played Las Vegas, but I, I that don't know that sense. that's true. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure I could look at some statistics, some, uh, some plays that are logged on BGG and make some uh, assumptions about it. If you wanted to. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you wanted to take the time. But basically, here's how the game would work. Um, Every player has eight dice of a different color. You roll all of your dice. You have to choose some number. So all of the dice of a specific number, one through six, have to be placed. Um, You want to try to get the most amount of money. But also you have to strategically decide, okay, do I want to put all of my dice on this three casino? Or do I want to try to spread out and maybe get more than one casino. Right. Um, it includes 12 expansion tiles. So you can kind of mix and match, uh, the casinos a little bit and, uh, the tiles have special abilities. So when you place dice on them, you can activate those abilities. So I think it changes it quite a bit. And also one of the dice now is oversized and counts as two dice. Cool. So you can kind of, Throw your weight around, I guess. I don't know exactly what the, the point of that is. It could be is, a high roller. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what the, I don't know. The, the theme of this game is not really anything, but, um, and it comes with chips, like poker chips that you can use to do special stuff Kay. as well. Okay. Depending on, you know, maybe you've got a tile that lets you get a poker chip and trade it in for a reroll or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it would do, but you know. That's uh, the basic idea. I don't think that the price of this is fair. I've seen it quoted $45. Mm, and see, I, I think this is games, more like a $35 kind of a, game. Yeah, 45 is maybe more than I'm willing to pay even for a dice game that I like. Yeah. So there would have to be some really, really, going back to that conversation, really good components to justify 45 and I'd still probably hesitate. Yeah, I think, I think I'll wait a little bit. Now, if, if I go look at it at the show and they're like, Hey, if you pre-order 
or buy it now, you'll get all this bonus stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Well, then I'd be That'll like... That'll sweeten mm, the pot. Yeah. But if it's literally just the exact same thing as something that I can buy in a store, I can yeah. wait. Like, get it at, the lo- at your friendly local game store or on Miniature Market or Amazon. Not a sponsor. No. Although, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, which you're not, but if you are... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that should be at Gen Con. Everything that I've seen indicates that it may, in fact, be available now at some stores. Cool. Depending on if so they... So you can look for it at your friendly local game store. There's, like, also those Gen Not Con... Not now for us, but now for the listeners. Right. There's also a bunch of stores that are participating in something new called Gen Con, like, pop-up or yes, something. Yes, Jaunty. So... That's right. In celebration of Gen Cant... Yes. You can maybe go to, I think there's like 50 or 100 stores. There's like 50 or 100. There's, it's like a handful of stores. I think if I remember, most of them were in, in, in more metropolitan areas. Yes, and most of them were not anywhere around Gen Indianapolis Con. because so like, that kind of defeats the point. Right. Although I think there is one store in Indianapolis that's doing it, which kind of confused me. Cause like, Except for maybe there's people that wanted to go, but the four-day badges sold out or something. like I don't know. But I, I yeah, basically it's is. kind of a Gen Cant. That's going to be sponsored by Gen Con at various friendly local game stores. So, yeah, and there'll be a selection of some of the Gen Con releases that you can get yes. right then and there. So I believe if you go to Gen Con's website, you can search and find if you're if any of any stores close to you are participating. And I don't know that this game... I know we use this game as a segue into this, but I don't know that Las Vegas Royale is one of those games. No, it just reminded me whenever you were talking about it possibly being yeah. available. So... Um, just reminded me that Gen Con's doing that, and I think it's kind of cool. It is. It is. It's. I mean, it's nice for some people that can't or don't want to deal, deal with, with it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it, it. Sometimes it is a lot to deal with. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. So, all right, Vegas. What's it called, Vegas? Las Vegas Royale. All right. Cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, I. Not too long ago, got to play the Teotihuacan, Teotihuacan game, and I think it's really cool. It's it's a kind when you're learning it, it's kind of a complicated worker yeah, placement. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and so when you're first learning the game, it seems really overwhelming, but once you start playing, everything just kind of falls in place, and you totally get it. But basically, you are trying to build a what is it an Aztec? temple mayan temple something um, i believe it's the aztecs so you're trying to build this and you, there's the really cool tiles that you use to build it um but there's other things that you need to do like to get resources and all these different things but there are four five six eight, nine i think there's like nine or ten different areas for placing your workers and each of those areas most of them do two different things so it's a lot to take in when you first start learning the game but once you start playing it it really makes sense and the expansion is coming out. Uh, it's called Teotihuacan Late Pre-Classic Period. Sure, why not? So I assume that maybe it's moving into a uh, later period, like post-Aztec period. Um, I, I have to be honest in saying that I've only glanced at the BGG about it. Oh. So, but I but I like the game, so I definitely plan on checking out the expansion. Oh, I definitely plan on checking out as well. Um, it says it introduces... <laughs> no, nothing. Not checking this out, just checking out is what I said. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Um, this It says that this one is a modular expansion, and it, it, it introduces several new options, uh, like asymmetrical player powers... Um, a fourth temple will allow permanent powerful abilities. So it looks like it's going to be adding just kind of a new layer to the game that already exists. But uh, if you haven't played Teotihuacan, I would I would say try, give it a try. Um, this would be a, probably a good chance to do that without having to buy the game. So swing by their booth and check it out. Uh, I do know that the expansion availability is... Um well, at Gen Con, August 1st, uh, in retail in the United States, August 8th, in retail in Canada, September 30th, it'll be available at Essen, October 24th, and then in global distribution shortly thereafter. So here's the deal, guys. If you are like in Europe, but you're traveling to Gen Con and listening to this podcast, this might be 
the best chance you have at getting a copy of this expansion for the next couple of months. Yep. So. Or if you're in Canada and you're coming down to America. Yes. Uh, the, and the game is published by Boards and Dice. Yeah, that sounds right. Although I think it's like. I think they're just just well. So I know the original base game was not. It was uh, NSKN. Oh yeah, I don't was, know if you was. pronounce that somehow. If, I don't either. I've always I've, just said NSKN. That's that's what I've said. Uh, but I guess maybe they had um, some kind of distribution partnership. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't work for this company. I don't know their inner workings. I don't know. No. About the the juggling act that goes into that kind of thing. Uh, and the only reason that I know anything about the juggling act that goes inside of the, the great mothership that is Asmodee is because they put out press releases constantly. That they do. Hey, we bought this company. They're still going to operate autonomously, but they're under our umbrella now. Cool. Yep. I think those one of those comes out like every day. Yeah, a new company, does. a new company falls under their. Hey, umbrella. we're partnering with Asmodee. Uh, nothing's going to change at all, uh, except that uh, now we have Asmodee's distribution network. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Hey, remember a few months ago we put out that press release that nothing was going to change? Well, everybody's fired. <laughs> oh, God, I hope that doesn't happen to some of these companies. But, you know, whatever. It could. Yeah. Well, you know, business is business, unfortunately. Right. Well, moving on, as we're, keep, we're getting off on fun tangents, I suppose. Oh, yeah, that's what people like, John D. That's what yeah. they listen for. They yeah. don't care about what we Because we can't stay on topic for the life of us. No. Uh, but so you have something on here that I'm not familiar oh, with. Oh yeah, John, do you shut up and listen to this? I shut up. Come on. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring okay. it. John, have you ever read 2001 A Space Odyssey or any of the sequel books? I haven't read them now, but I'm familiar with them. Okay. Well, in that book series, there is life on Jupiter's moon Europa. Okay. And I read those books when I was a wee lad and I've always sort of been fascinated with the idea that, well, maybe there really is life on the ocean, frozen ocean moons of Europa. Right, that'd be super cool. Well, the designers of this game, Daryl Chow and Daniel Rochi, Rochi? Well, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but they also may have shared that same interest because the Artemis Project is a game about deep core mining in the oceans of Europa. Very cool. It's a worker placement game. Um, you have to deal with like shellfish, plants, corals, arthropods, even strange fish and larger sea creatures. Um, you have to mine and, well, the, don't lose, I guess. I mean, it's a worker placement game, so how much can really be said about the differences? I, I realize there's lots of differences between specific worker placement right. games. The but matter is whether or not it's... Uh, I like it whenever a game really manages to take hold of their theme. And, yes. And the mechanics are like, yeah, okay, thematically, that's what's going on right here. So hopefully they do that. Yeah, it's, so it's dice placement rather than like straight okay. up meeple worker placement. Okay. Um, so, you know, that I think is there kind, aren't as kind many of the of new those. trend. It is like Dice Hospital mm -hmm. and uh, my brain's not working, yep. but there's a bunch there out are, there. There, there are quite are a few a now. There are uh, a lot. So, you know, you roll your dice and then you have to decide how to assign those dice as workers. Yeah. You have to manage your mining business. There are some mission cards that you have to negotiate. Uh, they're called expeditions. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a lot going on. It's... So in other words, we're going to be playing lot. this soon? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm Absolutely. Good with that. Absolutely. Well, this like, is one of the ones I'm most excited about. I really about. like space games. So. Yeah. Well, this one is in space, but it's not in space. Well, yeah. It's it's on another planet, moon, whatever. Yeah. It's not on Earth. Right. So it fits into the whole sci-fi thing that I like. Yes, so. that's true. It is very much sci-fi. Yes. It is, it is very sci-fi. Uh, I mean, in in my personal opinion... If NASA were to fund any kind of like, and I believe this is on the tables for like a hundred years from now, uh, probably shorter than that, but I don't know. Uh, if we go up to Europa and we drill and we take a core sample of the ocean and find out like, oh, there's actually, there's like life here. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. 
Yeah. Didn't you guys read 2001 A Space Odyssey? <laughs> I am sure that most people that work at NASA have read that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Arthur C. Probably, Clarke's like classic I feel like it's stuff. required reading if you want to be an astronaut or somebody like a, like an astrophysicist or whatever. Maybe. I mean, you know, those books are decades Classics. old at this point, but with the exception of some stuff that you couldn't have possibly foreseen, like how the internet has shaped our lives and, and stuff. I mean, they, they still have like pocket computers. You tell me what this is. I'm holding up my cell phone. It's a pocket it's computer. It's a pocket computer. So, yeah, nailed that. They used drones, autonomous miniature flying drones right. to survey stuff in some of these books. We have those. Yep. Uh, now, you know, there's some stuff in those books that uh, people still carry briefcases and they have like large, like larger than this laptop display screens that they have to have that are solid state electronics. We don't have any of that crap anymore. We got rid of that stuff in the, like, no, the 70s. No, but as far as briefcases go, people still people carry messenger still carry bags, backpacks. Yeah, they're not straight up like no. leather briefcases right, anymore. I, right. I can't tell you the last time I saw someone carrying one of those that wasn't at the courthouse. Uh, I think if I saw someone carrying one of those, I'd be worried that there's a bomb in it. Yeah, a bomb or a large sack of money. Right. They're like, oh, this guy's going to a drop. He's going to be like, here's the money. He's got got a bunch of diamonds in there. He's going to go meet the mob or something. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) getting back to the Artemis Project, I think this is probably one of the games that I'm most excited about. Well, cool. I'm I'm excited to play it with you because mm-hmm. I mean anytime one of us are excited about a game, our game experience is just that much better. Yeah, yeah. And this was on Kickstarter. Were you a backer? I did not back it. It was during a time where I had to make a decision between this game and another game, and I felt yeah. like this one had a better chance of funding without you. Well, that and being available afterwards. Right. Like there are some times where you're like, uh, if this game funds. It won't ever be in stores. No one. Like, yeah. It's not going to make it into, into any kind of distribution. But if this game funds, yeah, I could buy that from a store. So sometimes you got to, you know, kind of decide. That's fair. Yeah. And that is the Artemis Project and then a rant about 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> and briefcases. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I know that sometimes we've said we aren't fans of party games. But I have kind of found that... It has to be something really that, special. Yeah, but, and that's not exactly true, because there are party games that we really like. What I guess we should... We're we, not fans of things like Cards Against Humanity. Right. Right. The, the kind of party game that doesn't really require... that all Like, apples to apples, you make that fun by thinking about how you can interpret the cards dirty. Yeah. And then Cards Against Humanity took that out of the equation and just straight up made the cards dirty. Right. So, literally... You can play Cards Against Humanity without looking at any card in your hand and just put it into the pile and have <laughs> yeah, an equal really chance could. of winning. You really could. Uh, but so the games that, that are just really. Um, Party games that don't require any kind of anything. Any, anything. Yeah. I like ones that require like, uh, that require some effort. So there's one that is either coming out at Gen Con or you'll be able to pre-order it uh, at Gen Con. It is available for pre-order. But it's debatable whether or not it'll actually be at yes, Gen Con. We've gotten some mixed information we here. Have. However, the game is called Team Three, and I'm telling you, get this game. So you're familiar with ye old adage about monkey who hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Yes. That's what this game is, except it's a dexterity game. So you have a bunch of blocks that are shaped like basically like Tetris blocks. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. And you have three people on your team. One is the monkey that cannot speak that monkey will have or that person will have <laughs> keep calling them monkeys so that person will have a card in front of them um, that the both both teams are sharing the same card that tells them how the blocks need to be stacked and arranged it's got like a picture of a pattern yes but the other two team members cannot see that but that person can't well, one of them speak. can't see at all yes so that that person can't speak and they can only motion so then they are motioning to the center player who can speak, but uh, they can't like touch the blocks. There's, they're like the one that can't hear. So they can see what the first player is doing. They can interpret it with speech to the third player who has the blocks in front of them, but they can't see. And they have to build the pattern without being able to see. And so this means it's like stacking them on top of each other. And some of the things that you're trying to do with them are fairly difficult. And it is... So much fun. 
the, I saw this game being played at the big bar on two at origins. Yeah. And literally it's one where I was in the first group of people that sat down and played literally the game just kept being played and kept being played. Cause people would walk by and be like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I want to play. And I also played in a tournament of it at, um, Dexcon and it is really a fun game. Uh, I can't say enough good stuff about this other than get this game. Even if you're not at Gen Con, get this game. There are two versions. Mm -hmm. You can mix and match them. So you can buy both and play a larger game with more players. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some benefit if you mix and match the parts. There's some cards that you can only use if you have a double set. To make even more complicated ones. I think ones. so. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I, I think you're right. Seeing, yeah. uh, I remember seeing something about that. I don't know that it necessarily right. had to be both copies or if you could just have two of the same copy. It, yeah, I'm not sure. There's also, in one or both of the copies, there are, like, I don't know if you call them level, level two, but there's more difficult cards that you can play maybe as you progress through the game or maybe even play in the game a lot and you think your team is, like, super awesome, so you're going to try the more difficult ones. Mm -hmm. And when I played in the tournament... I was in the final two teams and we had they we got one of the more difficult, like the level two cards or whatever, and they are hard. Yeah, it looks like each one comes with its own set of blueprints, which are the patterns you have to build, and a mini expansion. So the mini expansion is the harder Yeah. So mix and match, etc. Whatever. And you're not what just you. you're not just stacking these like Tetris. This is like stacking and shaping. It's like 3D. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's fairly difficult to do it, especially when I was playing in the in the tournament. Um, apparently, my team was about to win. We had ours exactly correct, except for one piece, and I was being told where the piece was and how to stack it. And I was trying to steady stabilize the tower in front of me, and I knocked the whole thing down. Yep, this is why you'll never be on my team. So we're gonna have a copy of this game, at least one copy. Yes, and we are going to do something with it. We'll let you know what that is uh, when it's ready. Yes. But you'll you'll find out. You will find out. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, just this is you know I, I always say we're, you know we always say we're not your mom, we're not your dad. But this one seriously, no, I just am. go get this no, game. No, I'm I'm your mom. Go buy this game. Yeah, go buy this game. It's from Brain Games. You're not my real dad. You can't tell me what to do. Hey, so Johnny, while we're on the uh, the discussion of dexterity type games, uh huh. What would you say? If you were playing a train game with pickup and deliver, point-to-point -point movement, but it's dexterity. Interesting. Tell me more. Uh, yes, it's called Rail Pass. It's from Mercury Games. So I don't know exactly how to classify this game. It, it's a pickup and deliver game. You have to deliver as many goods as possible in 10 minutes. The goods are represented by cubes, and the color of the cube indicates their destination. So you mix up the goods and arrange them in a row. You mix up the cities, depending on where you're sitting. You might have a city in front of you, you might not. And then once the time starts, all players simultaneously take their actions in any order, however they want to, as many times as they need to, to transport the cargo from city to city. You put the cube onto a train. You pick up the train. You pass the train through a tunnel, maybe. You cannot drop anything off the train because that's <laughs> wow. bad. Wow. Yeah. But you have to very carefully, in real time, while freaking out about things, I was gonna say, is pass this a real the train time game? to another player who oh then has God. to place it at the... So is it cooperative? Mm. Because what, it's, why, I would say semi-cooperative. I was going to say, because why would I uh, not just dump your, your stuff? Well, Johnny, because points are subtracted for dropped cubes or uh, cubes delivered to the wrong from city. From whoever dropped it. So uh, if your crew is in charge of that, because a train can't leave the station without a crew. Right. So if you're in charge of that train and you, you goof it, well... <laughs> <laughs> So it, you probably classify it as a lot of things like real time pick up and deliver dexterity. Yeah. Point to point movement. It sounds it sounds interesting. Yes. Uh, I'm super excited for this. It was originally called like. Oh, God. I, I just looked up what it was called. Something like some kind of joke on hot mess, but also a train. I don't remember exactly what it, what the joke was. But uh, oops, I maybe should have been prepared to tell you that joke, huh? Prepared? What's that? Um, yes, that's correct. 
Oh, it was called It's a Train Wreck. Oh, okay. Okay. So not hot mess. Nothing about a hot mess. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. that is really nothing yeah. to do with a hot mess. Um, but John D, here's the deal, right? Uh, we're going to be playing this the first night of Gen Con. Okay. So after all the things that we have to do. Yes. After everything that we're financially or legally or contractually obligated to do. Uh-huh. Are we talking Wednesday night or are we talking oh, no, Thursday no, no. night? Not, not tonight. You're talking Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, Mercury Games puts this out, which is kind of strange because it's not really the kind of game that they normally would publish. They normally publish, um, you know, like heavier Euros. Mm-hmm. But, uh, woof, this, I, I, I can't say enough about how excited I am for this game other than I really, really want to get a video of John D trying to play this game and just I'm freaking out. I'm going to rage out. quit. I will probably <laughs> rage quit. I mean, it sounds fun, but come on, let's face it. That sounds like one that's going to just freak me out. Yeah, I, so, I also agree. Uh, especially at the end of a day of Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. I think we should definitely make a video of that. Yeah. Yeah, John D. I'm really excited for this game. This, It has several aspects of the kind of game that I'm into. Right. And it's mixing them with trains. So like, oh, a dexterity game. Cool. Yeah. It's trains. Cool. You have to like move cubes around. Oh, my God. Between cities. So cool. especially How do you do considering that? You my current. Train? Cool. Considering my current like back problems, oh, yeah. I, my dexterity is yeah. really bad because um, I have a nerve problem right now. Well, don't spill so, the don't spill the train. If this is a team thing, I feel sorry for anybody that's on my team. Tunnels and bridges, Johnny, you gotta you can't screw up on the tunnels oh, and bridge. Man. I'm gonna get mad and rage yeah. quit. It's gonna be it's gonna be really great. I'm super excited. <laughs> Are you more excited about me rage quitting? Yes. Okay. Okay. No, I'm excited about the game. I'm excited to play the game. I. I really think this is going to be one of my new favorites, but also I'm really excited for you to struggle through me yelling at you to pass the cubes to me. Which you will, <laughs> which will make me more angry and I'll end up yelling at you and it will be a debacle and it probably will be quite entertaining. Yeah. So yes, I <laughs> highly think we should make a video. Yeah. Yeah. And that's called rail pass. Um, as far as I know, this will be the first appearance of it anywhere. So outside of like some prototypes and stuff. Right. So that should be really cool. Hopefully we'll get a get a video out of that pretty quickly. Yeah. Sounds cool to me. Rail pass. What's this, John D? I know you keep talking about it, but it doesn't seem sell me on this on this next game that you picked out here. Woolly Whammoth. It's coming out from Smirk and Dagger. And in Smirk and Dagger uh, tradition. It does have a little bit of uh, take that available yep. in it. Yeah, all of the Smirk and Dagger games have some kind of backstabby element. Yes. So this one, it's not as backstabby. But so basically, you're a caveman and you have to hunt to feed your tribe, right? Right, right. And I know how that worked back then. It was distance. You got them tired and you backed them off a cliff and then they fell. And exactly, then, right? And they splattered. So, yeah, that's what you're doing in this game is you're trying to... Or to, into a mammoth pit. They use pits a lot, too. You're trying to push the mammoth off the edge of the cliff. Uh, but you don't want to go over the edge of the cliff with the mammoth. Right, that would be bad. That would be bad. Then you couldn't eat the mammoth because right. you'd be dead. You also don't want to get stuck in a tar pit. Right. And sometimes the mammoths are going to get ticked off and they're going to charge at you. And you really don't want to be trampled by a big old mammoth, right? Sure. So the way the game works, first of all, it's got these player boards that are sliding. So they actually get longer as the game goes on because they, they kind of slide out, which is really a cool feature to me. I, I thought that was really neat when I saw the prototype. Uh, you have your you have cards that have numbers on them basically, and the card that's your tribe, and everybody plays one card. There's kind of a simultaneous. You choose a card, you play a card, but it it's a number of how far you're going to move. But it's not just your number. Mm. It is all of the numbers that were played combined that you have to move. So it's always kind of a a uh, gamble on whether or not you want to play a big number or a small number and run yourself right off the end of a cliff. Right. It looks like there's negative numbers here as well. Uh, if I remember. Yes. Yes. So you can subtract from like, okay, I'm really close to the edge of the cliff. I don't want to run off the cliff. I'm going to play this, this negative number to subtract from the total that gets, that gets put down. Okay. So there are two ways to win the game. It's either player elimination, last tribe standing kind of a thing, 
Or if you are the first team or first person to collect six meat tokens, then you also can win that way without the player elimination. Okay. So it's, it's really easy to learn. It's really kind of a, a, just a fun, like I would say like a filler game. It doesn't take very long to play, but it's, it's really fun. And I think that like the sliding player board and the theme are just really just fun. I really liked the game. I had a lot of fun playing it. Okay. And that, that's, Smirk and Dagger, they will only have 150 okay. copies of it. So that's one where if you are interested in getting this one, get there you'll want to get there the first day. Yeah. Because they'll probably sell out. Yeah. I, it, to me, it doesn't sound like a game that's going to be a doorbuster that people are going to stampede the booth for. Probably but not. If but you I want think, this game, yeah. I would get there in the first day. Yeah. It's gotten some attention, um, especially they have another game that's gotten a lot of attention. And I think that will be a doorbuster game. And with people going to the booth for the other game, right, they they'll see this one. This one and it's a good chance that the other game's called Shobu. And it's gotten a lot of attention from reviewers, from retail stores. And I think that one may end up being a, a it's going to pull people into the booth. And that could cause people to also see the Woolly Mammoth. And Woolly Mammoth has a lot of table appeal. Okay. So Cool. Jondi. You know this, and I'm sure some of our listeners know this. Um, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. And that problem, well, one of those problems is that I collect the Funko bobbleheads. Oh, my God, you do. There's so many. Uh-huh. Well, never fear, because uh, Funko is here to make m- my situation worse. It is, because you already collect, you have a lot, a lot of board <laughs> games, too. Yes. Now you can have Funko board games. Great. The worst of both worlds. Uh, so a few months ago, several months ago, actually, um, Funko, known for its collectible vinyl bobbleheads and other things, mm-hmm. um, purchased a some, some amount of stake in Prospero Hall. And they have made... They've made a board game, guys. They've made <laughs> Funkoverse Strategy Game, which is a game system, not a specific game. Ah, a game system, you ask. What does that mean? Well, my friends, do you know of Heroclix? Or yes. of Dice Masters? Yep. Or of any of those mix and match property games? Well, here's the deal. Now, you can team up. That's right. Team up your favorite Golden Girls characters, Rick and Morty characters, Batman characters. So do you use characters. actual Funkos or are they going to be like small pieces? Um, they are actual Funko Pops. Because shut up. I want to play I, with Golden Girls. I don't. Here's, here's full disclosure. To me, on these pictures of what I have seen, they look like they're full size. Okay. If they are full size and what they say is true, that they are exclusive Funko Pops in these games... Oh, God, guys. So here's the problem, right? So in order to somewhat control the people buying these to flip them at Gen Con, there is, and I won't tell you what it is, I'm going to make you do detective work because I don't want this to get out of hand. No, don't. Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell them, Johnny. Oh, my God. I had to find this out on my own. Okay. Everybody else has to find this out on their own. If you want a copy of this game to purchase at Gen Con, there's a thing you have to do. There's something you have to do. If you want to know what that is, you can check Funko's Twitter, their Facebook. You, you can, can probably just search Funko. You can figure that out. Here's the problem, right, John D? Help, please. <laughs> please help. There's going to be four character sets and two character sets. Oh, my God. Um, each one of those, the four character sets and two character sets are playable as a standalone game. And they come with exclusive Funko Pop figures that aren't available outside of that. So will you be doing the thing on the first day? I, yep. Um, that it's a a double-sided board, tokens, cards, items, dice, um, sets can be combined. And what this specifically says here in this release is sets may be combined with one another, allowing the freedom to play how they like. I want to play the golden girls. Yeah, that's, uh, seriously, if that's an option, I'm sold. The golden Girls set, it looks like is a two pack set. The Rick and Morty is a two pack. Yeah, I don't care about Rick and Morty. The Batman is a four pack. Well, I, I don't know. There's three of them. It has to be a four pack. Um, okay. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to do Potter? the thing. You're going to do the thing. Yeah. Come back and tell me if you think I'll like it. And oh, if so, Johnny. I'm buying golden girls. Um, why even wait? Why not just, Oh, 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 okay. So there's two Batman ones. There's a four pack and a two pack Batman one. The golden girls one is two pack. Maybe I'll just give you my money to get me the Golden Girls thing. Maybe. Um, the two-pack for Golden Girls is 
Uh, let's see here. It's Blanche and Rose. Okay. And they are new sculpts. If they're, I mean, even if they're like the keychain ones, mm -hmm. I still think this game is going to be cool. Yeah. So it's basically like an adventure board game. Um, kind of like, I would say the idea of hero clicks mixed with like a kid's version of descent or gloomhaven or one of those, okay. not necessarily that it's a four kids game, but obviously right. they've simplified these rules since it's, they're appealing to the, the, the pop collectors. Right. Well, okay, so I'm available after 2.30 every day. I might just go do the thing. Yeah, you yeah. could just go check it out, John D. And I could. It's weird. I'm going to have time to do stuff yeah, at this Yeah, that is weird. I know, right? That is really weird. Super weird. Um, I don't know what of these will be available at Gen Con. But, I want the Golden Girls. I want the oh Golden Girls. Oh my god! I, there's a four-pack Harry Potter. There's a two-pack Harry Potter. There's the Batman ones. Don't care about those. Ugh. I just want Harry. Uh, I just want uh, the Golden Girls. I want the Harry Potter one. I want the Golden Girls one. I want. The I've been rewatching Golden Girls one. lately, so that makes me want it even more. Um, do you think that they will make available at all the Butler from the first episode who disappeared and was never spoken about ever again? I doubt it. Do you remember that episode? Okay. Okay, I know we go for like a family-friendly kind of thing here, but uh, I, I'm going to try to use some specific terms. Okay. That will get around that problem. Do you remember the episode of the Golden Girls where Rose had a new boyfriend and they had a relationship and he died, and then he went. I actually just watched that episode because he uh, went to her house. Or she she went to his house and, it turned and his out he was wife married, was there and she thought it was his sister. <laughs> yes, yes. I just watched it because 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 uh, Sophia comes walking into the kitchen. She's like, "There's a man in your bed," yes. and then she's like, oh, "No, no, there's not. Yeah, there is, and he's, he's dead." dead. <laughs> and they're like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "I used to live in a in a in a he uh, dead. senior home. I know what dead looks like." He yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually and then, like, a lot she of she blamed herself for it, but it turns a, out he had like a heart condition. Right. There's a lot of actually uh, episodes regarding Rose and um, the bedroom that are actually really, really funny. Yeah, well, most of that show is is yeah, very it's great. funny, and it actually holds up. It does. Like it does. they do crack some jokes that were you know very period. Yeah, but for Any the jokes most about, part, like, West Germany aren't going to land these days. Or jokes about people that were that were elected officials at the yes. time. Uh, but for the most part, the show really holds up, and it is hilarious it's still a great show it is i've been rewatching it lately yeah. like it's the show i've been putting on like when i lay down in bed and it's it's funny i really enjoy it like uh, i i watched some of it when it was on uh -huh. but i was like this show is dumb why would you want to watch a show about old ladies oh my god but now at this point in my life i'm like oh i relate to all it, it's like married with children like when i was younger and i watched that i was like oh dude this guy's life sucks he's got this job that he hates his wife's always yelling at him but now i'm like you know, his his wife is super attractive. He has stable income. Yeah. All, all he does, he gets home, he just I mean, sits on the couch. -holes, but... well, well, Bud is kind of a, a Bud hole. <laughs> right. I was never a fan of Married with Children. Oh, that's fair. It's uh, it's it's in the same vein of Simpsons for me, and I don't like Simpsons either. That's, so. that, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's... Why hasn't that show been canceled yet? I don't know. But honestly, I'm a huge fan of South Park, and I also wonder why it hasn't yeah. been canceled. Hashtag cancel South Park. Hashtag cancel all the shows except for the ones <laughs> that I watch. Hashtag Funkoverse strategy board game. Uh, guys. I, I, no, we got off on another tangent. This will be another thing where I will, I will make, I will produce some content about this because I'm... I'm all about doing a video. I'm not super excited about this for You're the reasons that I should enough. be. We're excited because it's Funko. It's more <laughs> Funkos that you didn't already have. They'll be exclusive to a game and you like games. Yeah. yeah. You don't even care if the game is good. Well, okay. Well, I, I'm going to, I'll find out. But, but if, if there are house rules, so like with Crossmaster, I bought into Crossmaster hard. Right. You did. Because you could mix and match all the pieces and you could. And the pieces were really yeah. cute. If some guy out there makes home rules, like, okay, yeah, the, the Golden Girls pack is a two pack. But check this out. Rando guy on Board Game Geek made rules for the other two Golden made Girls. Made rules for, for Dorothy and yeah. uh, Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't be interested in that? I absolutely would. The possibilities here, because of the number of, like, okay, the Harry Potter game. Or the Labyrinth characters? Just oh. the number of pops that they've made. I own very few pops. 
Um, I have I have all four Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. I have all of the Labyrinth ones, including the one that was like the special. Oh, the special edition. Kira yeah. um, and the Jareth with the yes, yes. I have the special. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feature his his um, special uh, the, the the other star of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Gross. Uh, uh, yeah, I have I have Doctor Strange. I have so many Doctor Who pops. Can you imagine if they I do a Doctor Who one? I don't have any. Well, I, I have very few pops. Just the I have possibilities. Maleficent, Maleficent right. technically is my daughter's, then, but I face it, I'm probably yeah. never going to give it back to her. But there's just the amount of possible things that they could do with this system is there what's are some really pops that I really want, and if they're out there, and you want to give Jondi a present, Jondi wants all of the Rankin Bass. Like Rudolph pops. Yes, and I miss. She wants them. heat miser and cold man. <laughs> Snow, <laughs> Snow miser, and uh, yeah, I missed them whenever because I, I I. She wants that elf that thinks he's a dentist. Hermy. So yes, if if you have them and, and you the want to give Johnny a gift, um, send them my way. Yeah. So, the, their claim here is that it uses an innovative cooldown system. So the more powerful the ability to offset that to keep game balance, the longer it takes to get this to get it back. Yes, the longer it takes for you to recharge it. Okay. So that could be cool. So yeah. you kind of have to think about okay, well, I, if I use my super powerful move now, then I can do whatever this move does. Now but really I can't use it for the rest of the game. What kind of super like cool moves the Golden Girls are going to have? Well, John D, um, I can tell you, we were just talking about Rose's misadventures. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, and. If you watch Teen Titans Go, there's actually an episode where Cyborg gets uh, Green Lantern's ring and he summons the Golden Girls as his, like, thing. Oh, like his Patronus? Yes, it was so funny. It was a joke that the kids watching the show totally wouldn't get, mm. but the adults seriously yeah. would. It was great. Well, anyway, John D., I am excited to play this game. I think that it will cause more problems for me than it's worth. I think you're right. But as long as I don't go, like, Super crazy. I don't know what they will have at Gen Con. Right. I, I have no idea. But there's some uh, properties that Funko has licenses for that I simply would not buy a game of. Like, if, if they say, hey, we're making a Stranger Things Funkoverse. I like the eh. show, but not enough to, like, buy any of the eh. stuff. Or, um, I don't know, what else do they have? They... Everything under the sun. Well, Star right. Wars. Star Wars. I don't Star think Trek. that they could do a Star Wars one because of Fantasy Flight. Yeah. So, the Funko bobbleheads, the Star Wars ones... So not every Funko Pop is, is a, a bobblehead. Bobble. I don't think the Star Trek ones are bobbleheads. The Star heads. Wars ones have to be because Hasbro has figure rights. So for it to not be a action figure, it has to be a bobblehead. Right. The Star Wars ones also are glued to these bases so that they're oh, further distinguished okay. from action figures. Well, yeah, so I kind of like I that because then if you have it. them out of the box, they stand yeah. up better. Yeah, because like, a lot of the Funkos uh, don't stand. I've got one that's not in the box. Uh, and it oh, your will Plague not Doctor. Stand up. Oh, yeah, my He's Plague Doctor. Very he, top he does heavy. not like to stand up. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't think that I would buy all of them. Like the Rick and Morty one looks cool because canonically, if Rick and Morty have the ability to transfer between dimensions then they can exist in the Harry Potter universe. It's fine. Absolutely right, fine. Right. They can go to the Batman world. But I, I think it'd be weird to just have Harry Potter and the Golden Girls hanging out on your team. Except for, except Why, for Harry. How did that happen? But except for Harry, Harry Potter could be in the Muggle world. Whoa, then, whoa, 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 John D. Because he's, he's like, he grew John up. D. What? You can't use that word. It's 2019. Muggle? Whoa, whoa. Okay, what what else do you have? Let's let's get out of this tangent. Ugh. Funko Strategy Board Game, guys, I'll let you know how it is. I will absolutely let you know everything that I can about how it is. Right, right. And then this next one, Johnny has one that we're both kind of excited yes. for. Yes. Um, now, this is not a brand new game. This is a reprint. Yes. But it's a game that I think didn't get a lot of attention the first time around. People, obviously, the first printing sold out. Yeah. But it... I don't think, like, as far as buzzwords, I don't think it's gotten a huge buzz, and it need, it should. It's called Underwater Cities. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a resource management. Yeah, it's basically a resource management, um, hand management game. But it, it's huge, and it's, like, a three-hour-long game, and it's really cool. I love... I've played it That's once. right. It's a three-hour game. Jondi, who famously refuses to play any long games because she'll she's afraid that she'll get bored 
wants this game. Yeah. That should tell you that should tell you that this is a yeah. good game. It is. It really is. I've played it. The fact that she played through and wants to own a yes. game that is three hours long. Yes. Now, I constantly and will play games I will games admit, that the time hours. that I played it, it probably lasted even longer than it should have because we were all drinking. And I still want the game. So that, that says a lot about this game. Like, I'm doing a kind of, like, you know, uh, kind of side dig here at John D. But also, I'm... I'm talking You're at this game. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game, it says, uh, even the publisher says 30 to 45 minutes per player. So if you're playing a four-player game, you're going to That gonna sounds be great to me. I'm, I mean, I love this game, so I will, I will totally play it. It was a lot of fun. So uh, if you guys listen to us regularly, we actually have a underwater scuba episode coming up later mm-hmm. in, I don't remember, September. Sometime, I yeah, I don't know. We've... <laughs> We've got all our production people yeah. <laughs> planning this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, basically this game, um, it does have a modular board. And you're trying to build literally underwater cities. That's why it's called underwater cities. And there's like there's like these domes, actual domes that you have that you get to put on the on the board. And you have to collect them. To coll- you have to connect them in order to build more. And... You, it's, you have to gather up like the certain resources that you need and it's actually really difficult. It's an, it's an engine builder as yeah, well. It's worker placement. Yeah. Uh, it's really a great game. So if you haven't well, card placement, I guess, but yeah, if you haven't played this game or haven't seen it, take a near at Gen Con, take a moment to go over to the Rio Grande booth and look at no, this game. No, John D they have to wait until we've purchased our copies and then go look at it. And yes. then you can go look at it. Yes. Um, that's one I'll probably pick up Thursday, so you can go Friday. Yeah. Uh, I love the pieces in here. Oh, I do too. The little submarines, uh, every player cup, uh, cop, uh, well, what am I trying to say? Every player color has different designs for yeah. the submarines because they yeah. represent different, like, nations, I guess? Companies? Companies, I don't know I exactly. Think. Um, uh, well, it says, uh, uh, the really players cool. represent the most powerful brains in the world. Right, but I don't know. That have been nominated due to overpopulation of the earth to establish the best and most livable underwater areas as possible. Um, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to produce any content about this game. It would be hard for a three hour game. Um, but we will. We'll talk about it for yeah, sure. We will talk about it in an upcoming. And post pictures and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely if you're a Gen Con, go look at this game. I don't know. Rio Grande doesn't usually have, they don't have demos like a, out. Yeah, they have a, well, they have a demo area. They have a room that's not in the. They do. Not in the convention. I mean, it's in the convention center, but it's not in like the, the sales hall. Uh, and I don't know where it is this year because they, there will there will be stickers on the floor that will get you there. Now, whether or not those arrows point in the correct direction, uh, as as previous years have have not. But yeah, just look at the floor, look for some banners. I'm sure you can find their room. Yeah, this game is amazing, uh, and it plays really well at two players. So if you want to play a two hour uh, game, check it out. Okay, so John D. Other than uh, those games. What else are you looking forward to at Gen Con? Like I, I have on my list that I have to go to the Broken Token booth and get an organizer for Dinosaur Dinosaur, dinosaur Island, Island yeah. so I can finally put the game away. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, okay, I love games that come with a ton of parts, tons and tons of components. But also, guys, please make a way for me to put your game away. Dinosaur Island oh is God. not put away. I mean, we talked about that when months. we talked about the game. Is yeah. that uh, you have to play the game of how the heck does this fit back into the box game? And when you, after you play the game, yeah. And, and seriously, if you got design, all the Kickstarter stuff, it's just. Oof. I mean, I get it. I get that uh, I might have to keep my expansion in a different box. Whatever, yeah. that's fine. But don't make your box impossible. If you like, have the Kickstarter edition, design your box so everything fits in it. Yeah, yeah. I recently got the Power Rangers board game. There's no chance at all of ever getting that in any any sort of storage solution. Sounds like you're it's, making one. Uh, yeah, I've I've come up with with something, but um, but yeah, the the Dinosaur Island. Uh, they have two inserts: one for mm-hmm. the base game, one for the expansion, and then they also have a crate that both of those fit into, so you can just get rid of Very the boxes cool. and keep it in there. So I'm I'm gonna pick that up as well. Yeah, yeah. Is it officially sanctioned? So yeah, have I the believe logo so. And stuff I believe on it? so. It's really cool when they have stuff yeah. like that. 
Um, some of the things I'm excited about aren't things I really want to talk about a lot, or just they just kind of um, warrant a mention. Sure. So uh, Queen Games has a roll and write version. Oh yes, of the Copenhagen. Kickstarter recently ended. Yeah, so it's not going to actually be there for sale at Gen Con, but it will be there for demo. See, that's interesting that they timed the Kickstarter. That they timed it so the Kickstarter would end like a week or two before Gen Con. I think Con. that's a really good good idea. Because like having it during Gen Con is really rough. It is. But also, if you've paid money to have this booth where you're going to have a prototype of it, you could say right. like, hey, uh, you just found out about this. You could have got it from Kickstarter two weeks ago, but now right. you have to wait. Now, if I remember right, most of their Kickstarters don't offer like lots of bells and whistles. Right, right. So All the extra like stuff you can get out. later. Yeah, you haven't as missed long as out you buy on something. It, if you buy it directly from them, you, yeah. they, they call them queenies. Yeah, So they're yeah. little promos. You can get them yes. from the company. Just you can't buy it on like... Amazon or yeah. anything and get the parts. So uh, I've been really into the whole roll and write uh, yeah, there's a genre lot of lately. Them. And a lot of them are coming out. They're really hot right there's now. There's a lot. And I've, so far, most of the ones I've played, I've really enjoyed playing, yeah. which have is you surprising played for me. No, Did I've, you play that? I've not played okay. that one. But I don't think you've played on tour yet. Um, I have walked through it, but okay. I have not played a full game. So okay. yes, you're correct. I have not yeah. played it. There's a lot of really good roll and writes coming out, which we'll do an episode on yeah. roll and writes. Well, might have to do two actually. There's so many of them, and and it's a really great genre because I think it, it, people can learn them really quick. But that's off topic anyway. Uh, check. Yeah, we'll I, do I, a I thing. Check we'll out, hold, do a whole. Yeah, thing. yeah. I'm excited to check out the Copenhagen roll and write. Um, I'm also interested. I may not like it at all, but I want to get the Star Trek Chrono Trek yeah. that's coming out with from Looney Labs. Yeah, I have um, I have Chrononauts and the expansion, mm-hmm. and then like the mini promo expansions. Mm-hmm. I have like all of that, and I loved that game. Yeah, I used I'm to play it all the time. It. So I, I'm I'm also very interested in in seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Machi Coral Legacy. Yeah, and I've actually heard good things about it, which I was really. When I heard about it, I was like, really, Machi Koro is a legacy game? Well, I like Machi Koro for what it is, but how is it a legacy game? Right, but I've actually heard reviewers that have gotten advanced copies have all been saying they really liked it. So now I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I'll definitely swing by the booth and look at it. Um, they're also going to, at the Catan Studios area, wherever that may be, um, have... Maybe a demo, maybe just showing off. They're redoing Starfarers of Catan. But it's just Catan, colon, Starfarers, and there's going to be some redesigns. I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast, but I, I'm interested. I don't like Catan, but Starfarers is different enough. Right. Well, so I kind of like the fact that I, I kind of like the Star Trek one because it adds another, right, a little right. bit more to it. Yeah. So, so I'm just cool. interested in what that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, there's another one... That is from a publisher I've never heard of, um, the OP. Oh, that's that's USAopoly. Oh, okay. They've rebranded. They've rebranded. Yeah, that's USAopoly. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, there's a game coming out from them that hits two of my sweet spots. Cats and food. Oh, Cat Cafe. No. No? Furry foodies. Furry foodies. Furry okay. foodies. Um, this one, you're a hungry cat, and you're trying to sneak snacks away from the people. Okay. Like, you know, what cat doesn't try to steal your food, right? That's true. Tabby will eat a donut out of your hand if you're not paying attention. She'll just take a bite of the donut. Q, when he was a kitten, my daughter was eating a Subway sandwich and he stole the meat out of the That's middle right. of her sandwich. That's right. Uh, yes, I know she that She would take a bite and the, the meat was gone. Yeah. So um, this one, the 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 art is really, like, cute. It's kind of the anime-ish. Like, uh, it falls into art that looks similar to, like... Um, What's the cat that you like a lot? Um, Pusheen? Yes. Okay. It's that style of art. Okay. And you know, Funko has a license to make Pusheen Funkos. Uh, I'll put Do you that, think that in the strategy game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm here with my team. I'm ready for the tournament. I got Voldemort. I've got uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. You've got Blanche Devereaux. And I've got Pusheen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, but anyway, so Furry Foodies is one. It's just a... Uh, they, they say it's a abstract strategy tile placement game. Okay. But I'm interested because uh, cat and food in one. It's sure. like two sweet spots for sure. me. And actually, Johnny, speaking of food, do you have any big food plans for Gen Con? Oh, I always have to eat at the Ram. The Ram? Mm. Yes. The Ram has that burger that has peanut butter on it, and they only sell that burger during Gen Con. Okay. It's so good. It is so not good for me, but well, it is so good. Scotty's Brew House uh, is gone. Yeah. So... Noodle guy. Don't know what I'm going to do there. 
I don't know if I don't I don't know if Island Noodles is gonna be there. Oh, that'll make me sad. So here's the deal. It's not listed on the food truck schedule. However, he's it's just not on a the food street truck. corner. Right. Um Hotbox Pizza is also not listed on the on the Yeah, but they're not really a food truck. Right. Like they always do Gen Con specials. Exactly. They but... they will have a table. They will be on Georgia Street. Yeah. But they're not a food truck. Right, right. So I think Island Noodles probably will be there. I don't probably. know. But they're not listed on the schedule. So if they're not there, I can be like, okay, well, yeah, they're fine. They're not on the schedule. Fine. I mean, this year, I think other than hoping that I get to go to the Ram, I might be trying a lot of new things because some of the places that were staples for me are gone. Yeah. Um, I always liked to go. I know it's silly because they're a chain, but we don't have one here. I liked Noodles and Company, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. We used to have one, but. Did we? Piece. Yeah. Oh. I used to eat there all the time. I wasn't aware of that. But yeah. yeah. like 16 years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, my big food plans are trying new stuff. There's a Onitama party at a sushi place. Okay. And it starts like really late, but still, you know, sushi and Onitama. Do you have to play cards to get specific sushi? I don't know. I don't mm. know how the party works, but. Or is it just, you can play Onitama while you eat sushi? I have no idea how the party works. It's, it's, it's a party that doesn't start till midnight. Oh, wow. But it sounds like, I don't want to eat sushi at midnight. It's like, I'm like a gremlin. You can't feed me sushi after midnight. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it sounds like a cool party. So, okay. um, yeah, I don't know what my food plans are, but I know that I have food plans. Well, I have one Kickstarter before we uh, say goodbye here. It is called Smartphone Inc. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's an economic simulation Euro game with unique and elegant planning mechanics. Um, So the idea here is that it's, you know, like 15 years ago when smartphones were just getting started and um, you are one of the pioneers of the smartphone industry and you're designing the new smartphone. Right. Um, So you have to design like your manufacturing process, your, your manufacturing techniques, um, how you would handle the logistics and sales. I mean, it's, this is a Euro game. A this this is not cutting corners here on Euro game. This is if you look at the board and you are not prepared to play a Euro game, you're going to be like, what am I even looking at here? What what the heck is this? When I've looked at it, it sounds very much like an eco- economy game. Yeah, and I do not like economy. No, games. you don't. No. No, no, no. But well, my husband said that, and I almost got a divorce over an economy. Oh, game. over a choir. No, oh. no, over um, Founders of Gloomhaven. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. It, it took like two hours for me to collect all the stuff I needed for this one thing. He's sitting to the right of me, and he literally did it right oh. before the turn. I could have done it. I was ready to flip the table and tell him to sleep on the couch for like f- five months. Wow. I was so mad. Well, I love the art in this smartphone inky game because it's very, um, you know, okay. I'm just going to say it what it is. It, it looks like iPad icons. Oh, okay. I mean, like you could say like, oh, it's not, it's not an iPad. It's generic smartphone, but like they're, they're very clearly using the Apple aesthetic here for, for some of this. It's fair. Um, but yeah, you, you have to, uh, plan your moves, your, your business strategy for your turn. You set your pricing, you figure out how you're going to do the production. You can, uh, upgrade your productions. You can improve your processes. Um, you can invest in technology research. You can invest in distribution logistics. You can th- figure out your sales. And then, you know, you calculate your points. And haha, pff, surprisingly, the person with the most points wins. Can you believe it? Uh, I, I'm going to make you play this. Okay. Johnny, have I ever picked a bad game? I mean, maybe once <laughs> or twice, but... Well, you weren't the one that made me play Founders of Gloomhaven. That's right. So, um, I mean, I'll give it a whirl. I don't generally like economy games or heavy euros. Okay. Uh, some medium weight euros and light euros I like. So I would call this a medium too heavy. So I may not like it, but I'll give it a whirl. Right. That's fair. Um, but we'll have a link to that in the episode notes, or you can just look it up yourself. It's called Smartphone Inc. Uh, like Incorporated. And it's already super funded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like quintuple funded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I managed to grab the uh, the early bird, one oh, of the early good. bird pledges. That's good. Um, but, y- yeah, uh, apparently this is a second edition of a game that has been out for a while. I've never heard of it. I had never heard of it either. I didn't know that it existed or I would have hunted it down. Right. Uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't because now I'm getting the second edition with upgraded components and, mm-hmm. and some stretch goals and stuff. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. 
I mean, I'll try almost any game except for uh, Twilight Imperium. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll work on that. We'll uh-huh. we'll get you. We'll train you on underwater cities. <laughs> yeah, but Twilight Imperium goes from a three-hour game to like a seven-hour game. Yeah, but John, you're having fun the whole time, uh-huh. except if we play with your husband, and then he'll he'll commerce block you at the last second. You'll be like, I'm going to, yeah. he is not allowed to sit to the right of me ever again. <laughs> like seriously, put him somewhere else. He is not okay. sitting the player right before me All because right. I will murder him. <laughs> I will put him in the ground. I almost saw a divorce happen over Battlestar Galactica. Once. Yeah. You've talked about that too. Gosh. No, well, what are you going to do? You know? Um, okay. Well, uh, I guess if you see us at Gen Con, you can find me every day from 8 to 2.30 in the first Exposure Playtest Hall, where you can also play new games that aren't out yet. And you can find me carrying a bunch of things that I've got <laughs> yeah. in the dealer's hall. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, have fun at Gen Con if you're there. Have fun doing Gen Can't if you can't go. You know what, John? You don't tell them how to live their life. Maybe they don't want to have fun at Gen well, Con. Well, don't have fun. Whatever. Have a miserable have time. Have a miserable time. Have a miserable time. And until next time. Tell them Jared sent you. Oh, until next time, you can eat shit and dice. Yes. Bye. Eat Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.